Hey guys, welcome to Parks and Rec episode number 12. I'm Chris. I'm Yanni. And thank you for coming back. Or if this is your first time here, hey, who let you in? Wow. Yeah, um, <laughs> so it's been a little bit of a break since our last episode, but all, all good reasons. Um, we've been getting ready for the holidays here at Parks and Rec Central. We have a central? Yeah, it's this corner of the, of the apartment. Okay. <laughs> so it's not centrally located in the apartment. That would probably be where we actually have the Christmas tree, but it's it's oh. podcasting central. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. See, you have to be specific. They don't know our layout of our apartment. No, no, I'm confused. But it's okay, because it's holiday time, and hooray. Ooh. Outside of Halloween time, the holidays are probably my other favorite time of the year, because... We get Thanksgiving, which means you can eat lots of tasty foods, mm -hmm. and then it leads up to Christmas, which is a lot of fun and buying gifts for people and getting gifts for people. That's awesome. See, my uh, peak of holiday cheer starts at Halloween, and then it gradually just keeps declining because I work that's in the, retail. That's the real reason why we have a recorder. We've just been suffering <laughs> sad because Halloween Horror Nights hasn't come back yet. But no, um, so a couple weeks ago, we celebrated... Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and we did so in a way that was probably a little bit different for you, but it was kind of like going not home for me, but it's something <laughs> I'm familiar with because usually you do Thanksgiving with your family, and that's something I've been lucky enough to be a part of for the past two years. Uh -huh. uh, but this year, we actually wound up doing something a little bit different. Did we? Yeah. For Thanksgiving? Yeah. We ended up going to my aunt's, no? No. Oh, I know wow. what we did this Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> yeah, we had an early Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, at your we did. House. Yes, we did. Okay, see, that's but that was I at the beginning of the month. No, we actually uh, we went to a Disney resort for Thanksgiving. And in my earlier years, having moved down to Florida, um, not having friends or family. Basically, the first two years I lived here, I went to Disney Resorts for Thanksgiving dinner. And then after that, just didn't do anything for Thanksgiving and stayed home alone. Aww. It's fine. Sad. It's a guaranteed day off in retail, <laughs> and I was happy about that. Um, but it was a little bit uh, different Thanksgiving spread. Where did we go? We ended up going to Sebastian's Bistro. Yeah, and this is at the Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. Uh, when we started looking for reservations about where to go, there weren't a lot of options. And then a week later, there were more options places. Mm -hmm. uh, and Sebastian's was actually the one that we signed up with. And Sebastian's has a little bit different menu. It's not your typical Thanksgiving fare. Uh, being located at the Caribbean Beach Resort... I'm not going to do an accent, but it's all island foods, Mon. You told me you weren't going to do an accent. I didn't do an accent. You I just know. I just said the words. <laughs> no. um, I had never eaten at Sebastian's Bistro before, so I wasn't really aware of how it worked over there. But it's basically just like a fixed price menu, uh, $32 per adult, and they just bring you food family style, which, hey, holidays, family, it works yeah. out. I have the menu pulled up if you wanna if you wanna go over oh, what yeah, the, uh, let me, let me, the menu is. Let me look it up. I totally look it over really quick. Okay, okay. So we started off with the buttery house baked pull apart rolls. Delicious. Uh, I really like the guava butter. I like the caramelized onion jam. Ooh. <laughs> but guava, you know, they put that in everything. <laughs> they put that in everything. 
Um, then we had the spice necklace salad, which I can tell you nothing about. I don't remember much about the salad. Yeah, re- reading the the menu listing for it now, it says it's mixed greens and kale with uh, spice candy, pumpkin seeds, tropical fruit, and radish with key lime dressing. I remember eating it. I remember liking the dressing because it was like that kind of nice like tart. Um, but yeah, the sal- the salad itself was just it was a salad. It was a salad, yeah. You know, just a little bit of greens before you start stuffing your face so you feel healthy. With all the meats. Oh, the meats. Okay, so there. The taste of the Caribbean. You want to do this one? Uh, yeah. So this was basically your proteins for the meal, and. This was uh, oven-roasted citrus chicken, slow-cooked mojo pork with uh, mango sambal, grilled chili rubbed beef with mojito relish, and this was all served with cilantro, rice, and beans, uh, vegetable curry, and grilled seasonal vegetables. So, I I feel like I asked you then, but did you mind the cilantro rice? I did not. Um, For those of you that are wondering why she asked that question, I'm one of the people that has that... uh, enzyme that's missing or whatever uh that makes cilantro taste like soap to me which is fine it's so sad cilantro is easy to avoid because it's something that so many people don't like that it's kind of just common at this point like i don't feel like it's a weird weird thing if you tell somebody you don't like cilantro uh but i didn't mind this um it was a very light cilantro taste and actually like i really liked everything that they brought to the table on this plate it's funny you say that because we also did the enhancement with the coconut shrimp, which is another oh, that thing that you don't typically like. But I remember you saying that you like this coconut shrimp. Yes, I forgot we actually added that on. For ten dollars, we got a uh, order of fried coconut shrimp with a creamy chipotle dipping sauce. And I don't know because usually when it comes to shrimp, for me, it's not the flavor of it; it's the texture. And I think the fact that, like, they were almost kind of, like, flattened, like mm-hmm. they were squished and then breaded and fried, it was almost like a very light tempura frying on it. It kind of distracted from that texture because it wasn't as, it, it's weird to say it this way, and I don't know how to describe it, but it wasn't as, like, meaty. I, I understand what you're saying. And that's why I, I'm aware of what I was saying, but <laughs> I actually really like this. I'm someone that I'll try shrimp if I go somewhere just to see how it how it's done and how it stacks up against other shrimp that I have. Um, this is probably shrimp that if we ever went back to Sebastian's Bistro, I would ask like, hey, do you want to get the shrimp? Like, oh, it, it was really good. That's impressive. It, it was impressive. Usually the only other shrimp that I will like actively eat is um, at the, well, if it's in gumbo, I can avoid it oh. because I can just like dig around it in the pot. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I get a shrimp, it kind of just blends in with everything else because I'm usually like eating with maybe some sausage or like okra or something mm-hmm. else that's in there, so I don't notice it as much. But from the Epcot uh, Food and Wine Festival at the Australia booth, they have like the spicy, like bushberry shrimp, I think uh-huh. they call it. That's not bad. Uh, and then going to Ohana, they have uh-huh. the peel and eat shrimp as part of like the mm-hmm. dinner and. That one's not bad. That one I'll eat one or two of just because it actually, it is nice and flavorful, but again, it's the, the texture that distracts me. Oh, yeah, all right. Speaking of Ohana, we, aren't, we didn't get the bread pudding for Ohana, but we did <laughs> get the coconut pineapple bread pudding. We did. Also really good. Um, very similar to the Ohana bread pudding. Um, but I want to talk more about those meats. You want to talk about the meats? Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's like the main course. Um, <laughs> 
I really like the mojo pork. Oh yeah. Uh, and the the chili beef was really good too. I wish this was a situation like Ohana where you could order more. Because I probably would have had more of all of that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, because I feel like we did like one course of everything and then they were like, here's the check, bye. But then, in a bad I mean, way. But that's how it's done. Like it's, you basically like you order your food, they bring it out to you and then it's like, okay, you've eaten everything. You're not ordering anymore unless you have to spend like another $32 <laughs> per person. Um, but all in all, like I think it was very good food. It was a good amount of food, too, because previously when I've done Thanksgiving at the resorts, I've gone to uh, Cape, yeah, Cape May Cafe at the Grand Floridian. And that is like your typical Thanksgiving, but it's not the overwhelming portions of those foods that you want for mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, an artisanal like slice of turkey with some gravy on it and like, a, uh, like an ice cream scoop of stuffing, which all very, very good, but... Mm -hmm. It's, it's not the, Hey, I'm going to gorge myself and like Thanks take a nap afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, but this, I feel like was probably a little bit more cost effective, like, cause it was cheaper than eating at Cap May, Cape May Cafe, mm -hmm. I have to say. Um, but also like, I think it was better. And if you're okay with not having your typical trimmings, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I go back here just if like we want to have a date night. Yeah, no, um, my sister uh, mentioned this restaurant because one of her leaders was talking about how much they loved this <laughs> restaurant. And, like, it was on my radar, but it wasn't really on my radar. So I'm kind of glad that, you know, she talked about it before we went. Yeah. Oh, that kind of, like, sealed the deal. And also worth mentioning, too, they do have a plant-based version of the same menu. Uh, the exact same dinner rolls, the exact same salad, the exact same pineapple uh coconut bread uh the only thing that they switch out are the proteins where they have an impossible kebab fried jerk tofu and then a plant-based sausage but then it's served with those same vegetables and then the same rice and beans so mm -hmm. always always appreciate the stuff for the uh vegetarians and vegans too not my way of life but i like when restaurants and disney especially has those offerings for people yeah. but, but thanksgiving's over baby it's, it's been over. Uh, it's <laughs> been over. But now it's uh, time to get into the Christmas mood. And the... Okay. That, I, was gonna, I didn't know what song you were doing first. You, so I don't know if you like clocked this, but you always do like a theme song like when we're switching topics in the show. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. I'm you, just but you do it. You do it. I'm just obnoxious. <laughs> uh, and I think it bears mentioning too that the first kind of holiday-based thing here in Orlando that we did was we went to Universal Studios. <laughs> we went to Hollywood Studios the other day. That's why it's in my mind. Um, but we went to Universal Studios and it, the park was completely decked out for the holidays. And I have to say, like, it really put me into the Christmas mood. So, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Like everything, Universal has their tribute store, which is completely balls-to-the-wall Christmas theme now. Um, again, they always have multiple themed rooms, no matter what the tribute store is. Uh, this year, like, you walk in, it's just kind of your typical Santa, nostalgia Christmas. Santa, yeah. uh, then from there, you walk into what almost feels like you're at Hogsmeade mm -hmm. for Christmas shopping, because yeah. you're looking in, like, shop windows that are, like, dressed for Hogwarts students. 
Then you have your Grinch room. Because you have to have your Grinch room if you're doing Universal Christmas. Like, it's it's the law. It's the law. Like, And honestly, for Christmas every year, they always have a Harry Potter room, a Grinch room. And then the third room was kind of like almost a continuation of what they've been doing with the tribute store for the past couple seasons now, where it's like the same store that knows it's being redressed for the holiday. Mm -hmm. And this one was all Earl the Squirrel themed. <laughs> yes. Which, do you want to tell the story of Earl the Squirrel for people that might not know? Oh, okay. So just uh, buckle down, kids. This one's a little morbid. Um, so every year Universal puts out this giant tree at Universal Studios. It's enormous. It's a giant tree. And one year, a little squirrel, uh, who had no name yet, went and bit into an electrical cord. Well, he lived in the tree. And everyone was just kind of like, oh, it's, 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 it's the squirrel that lives in the tree. Uh, and um, he did not make it. And so Universal now calls the little the little guy Earl the Squirrel. And he's kind of like the de facto icon of Christmas at Universal now. And each year now when they do put up that gigantic tree, which is right in front of the tribute store, they do have a little a hole cut out in it where they do have an Earl the Squirrel like statue that lives inside there. Um morbid but super adorable like he really, he's really cute guys. absolutely love it um but yeah the third and final room where you actually like finalize your payments is earl the squirrel theme uh theme and we actually got an earl the squirrel ornament to put on the tree this year too because it's now part of our our holiday tradition is like hey let's go see earl yep see earl and get a <laughs> harry potter ornament i Circling back, like, going into Universal, they had special, like, food booths set up, which is something that Universal's kind of taking a page out of Epcot's book now, mm -hmm. where they've invested in these, like, food trucks and these kiosks for some of their festivals. But they're just leaving them up now, and as they move into different events or seasons, they're retheming it. And I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. um, they did have a holiday-themed booth, which was the exact same stuff that they had. Last year, which was like a pressed turkey sandwich with stuffing and like cranberry mm. sauce on it. And then it. your eggnog, your boozy eggnog. Uh, but we actually switched it up because we had that last year and we both weren't super impressed with it. No. Um, it's fine. It's it fine. But we actually went to like another uh, food truck where they had like Philly cheesesteaks. So we got like the regular steak and the chicken steak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, really good. Like big portions. You got a side of like seasoned fries with yeah. it. Um, this was definitely a great value. I think it was like ten ninety nine. Yeah, it was cheap. And then um, I don't. I don't know the beer that we got. I got the it. Shiner Holiday. That's the one I got. Okay. We I couldn't remember if we got the same thing or not. <laughs> yeah, it, and that one was really good actually for a Christmas beer. I'm not like typically wowed by Christmas beers, but that was a really good Christmas beer. It was really bad. And something else that I really liked that Universal does is the whole park is decorated for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you're wandering through the different sections, everything has its own distinct look. Everything is playing mega Christmas soundtrack. And when you kind of like circle back around like to where the tribute store is and the tree is, they had like holiday dancers out there. Mm -hmm. They had like stilt walkers out there taking pictures with people. And it, Santa's elves were out there. Which was being a, adorable. a great 
a great feeling. Um, we didn't do any of the other holiday stuff that they have offered because they do the nightly Macy's holiday parade where they have people that they actually recruit from the park. Like if you go to the park in the lead up to the parade, they will ask if you want to be one of the balloon handlers, which went away for a while. Um, even last year, they didn't have the parade at the park, but they had it almost set up like a walkthrough attraction where you could go see the, the, the balloons, balloons, which yeah. was actually like really cool because those sorry, things are massive. Ferris is crying in the background. <laughs> if you can hear it, um, you're okay, kitten. Um, I'm not a parade person. Like that's kind of my, like, Hey, I'm going to go do other stuff at the park while everyone's waiting to see the parade. Mm -hmm. I haven't been a parade person since I moved down here. Like back when I would come down on vacations, parades were the thing. It's like, okay, like, I don't know when I'm going to be back. I don't know if this is going to be going away before I'm able to get back here. Like I want to see those just to, to keep it fresh. You know, it was the same way with the nighttime shows. Now that I just live here, it's <laughs> like, uh, it's a Tuesday and I'm going to universe. Like I don't need to see the parades. But if you are going to go see the parade, Arrived early because when we were leaving, they had actually cut off entrance. Yeah, the park was too. almost at capacity. So they were not letting people in, and people were lining up almost to NBC Grill. Yeah, it was the like since they had capped entry into the park, the line was stretching out past like through City Walk. So it's definitely a thing that's very popular if you want to see it. Maybe don't wait until 4 o'clock to enter the park, you know? Well, because when we got, it was earlier on in the afternoon when we got there, and the park wasn't that full. Like, we were able to, like, walk around, see and do everything that we wanted to do without any kind of pickup. Yeah, because it wasn't, it wasn't busy. But definitely around the time that we were leaving, it was around the time that people were trying to come in. The parade was, like, at 5 o'clock. It was, like, 4 o'clock by the time we left. Um, and, yeah. They weren't letting people in. So if this is like your must-do at Universal to see the Macy's Parade, definitely arrive early. Yeah. Or something that we had kind of talked about, but we didn't wind up following through on. Uh, Universal also does offer their special like behind-the-scenes holiday tour, mm -hmm. where I believe it was $79. It was a really good price point that it was like, eh, if this is stuff that we wanted to do, it wouldn't break the bank to do it. Uh, you get priority seating for the parade. So you get like a seat right in front of the uh, amphitheater where they have like the stage shows set up. Um, you get a priority seating area for the Grinchmas show that they do over at Islands of Adventure. You get a Q&A after the show with the cast of Grinchmas. Who are all who's? Like it's, you're not talking to the yeah, actors, no, you're, you're talking, talking to, to the who's. who's. Um, you get a meet and greet event with the Grinch, which has cookies, small plates, and hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Uh, a special meet and greet with Santa Claus. The only way you'll meet Santa at Universal Studios. And you also get like a special ornament for that. And I, I think that's it. And it's one of those things that's like, okay, that's actually like really good if you're going for the holidays. If you just want to go and see the parade or the Grinch show, that's all just included with your ticket. Like, there's no additional cost to doing any of the holiday stuff, which I think is fantastic that Universal does that. And I do believe you can actually meet the Grinch just out and about. Yeah. Still. Right? Right? I'm not making yeah, that up. Yeah, he's still out and about. Uh, but this is, like, a smaller... Like, you're in the Circus McGurkis Cafe Stupendous, so it's a little bit more intimate. I will say, like, I am not 
the biggest fan of Dr. Seuss Landing, but they win Christmas. Yeah, they, they do so well because, yeah, we did islands as well. <laughs> like, we just walked around there, and I was just like, ooh, pretty. And I think that's kind of a stark contrast to what Disney does because mm -hmm. yesterday we did go... Oh, uh, we park hopped a little bit. We started our day off at Hollywood Studios because Magic Kingdom wasn't open for park reservations, but you could still park hop into it. So I got a reservation for Hollywood Studios and we did a loop of studios and the park looks beautiful when you walk in. Like mm -hmm. over Sunset Boulevard, they have, or not, actually it's Hollywood Boulevard, excuse me. Uh, they have all the decorations up. In the Echo Lake area, there's... Like, like a little ball. Yeah, there's giant ornaments floating in the lake, and um, Gertie the dinosaur has like a Santa hat on, is holding an ornament. And what were the names of the dogs? Uh, Scooter, Scootina, Scootessa. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember. You don't remember the other? So, wow. <laughs> so, for those of you wondering, uh, for me, every dog is named Scooter because I can't remember dogs' names, so most of them are just labeled as Scooter. <laughs> um, where did we have coffee yesterday? Scooters. <laughs> it's, uh, it's on the corner right near our apartment. It's great. Also themed beverages. So that was fine. Yeah. Um, but what kind of breaks like Universal away from Disney is after you walk into the parks, like that's where the holiday theming really ended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we, in between the parks, we did go to the Grand Floridian Resort. Um, and I told you I was going to like kind of like talk to you about it on the show. But again, being down here solo, no friends, no family, part of my personal holiday routine would be to go to the Grand Floridian to see the gigantic tree and the decorations that they would put up. But then they also build a life-size gingerbread house in there. Where people can <coughs> actually go in. Well, not, not, well, not you, us. You can't, but us. cast members do work in there. And then they sell like holiday-themed treats. And one of the things that I would always do is I would get myself one of the gingerbread shingles. Mm -hmm. And on Christmas Day, like, again, just me here alone, like, I, I, would, eat the, I would eat the shingle while watching, like, Christmas movies because that was, that was all I had. The Disney resorts do go all out. And I think the resorts are a better way to experience the holidays at Disney yeah. than the parks. Um, because we did jump to Magic Kingdom after it opened. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much the exact same thing. Like, when you walk into the park, Main Street, gorgeous. Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. But outside of Adventureland, where they have the Jingle Cruise overlay for... The Jungle Cruise ride, you you can't tell it's Christmas time anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that being said, they do have the uh, what's it called the Mickey's Very, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, Christmas Parade, which does kind of overtake the parks at the end of the night. Um, but that holiday event actually, all those tickets, all the nights sold out before Halloween was even over, mm -hmm. and. The price has crept up over the years that now it was almost around $200 per person to go to this after-hours uh, ticketed event. And you do still have access to the parks, um, and they do have special treats. So it's pretty much like all you can drink, like hot cocoa and cookies. Um, and then they have a special fireworks show, a special parade, and then a special castle show. But that's 
$200. $200 for that. And I don't know how much hot chocolate and how many cookies I would need to eat to justify that because I don't think I, I could. Yeah. Um, as much as I would like to see the like the Mickey's Christmas time parade and the special fireworks, I two hundred dollars is yeah. a lot of money. I do wish they had um, like something similar to the Macy's parade, like at yeah, just, Disney. Just, just have it be part of it because again, when we were there, we got to see the Festival of Fantasy parade. We saw like the character cavalcade that came through. We saw Santa. We, we saw Santa at Hollywood Studios, which a lot of fun. He said he liked my elf shirt. He did. That was, that was a was great moment. a shout out from Santa. <laughs> from Santa. Um, but all in all, like, I wasn't hit with the Christmas spirit at either of those parks, like Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom, like I was when we were at Epcot. Or not Epcot. I'm jumping ahead as we were at Universal. Um, I think Epcot did have more of a feeling though. And that's yeah. because they have the, uh, their festival going on right now, which is the holidays around the world. Oh, is that what the name? I still can't tell you the name of this. <laughs> it's basically the Christmas festival. And that leads into the art festival, which then leads into food and flowers, which then leads into flowering, uh, food no. wine, food <laughs> wine. How much have you had to drink? Uh, one beer, please. Um, <laughs> Right. Uh, are you doing? Yeah, I, it's. I think yeah, this right. is probably the best way to experience the holidays at Walt Disney World outside of just going to the resorts to get like the theming there, because the theming that they have, and we only went to um, Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian, but they try to keep it with the theme of the resort when they're doing their holiday decorations, which is a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's very fancy. So many swans. So many swans. <laughs> so many swans. But the Festival of the Holidays, uh, Epcot is decorated for the season. Um, we also got to do Guardians of the Galaxy, which has a holiday overlay, which it's, just it's not an overlay, but they play a different song. So you're not getting the randomized song that you got before. It's now just a special Guardians of the Galaxy themed Christmas song that samples a bunch of other Christmas songs. And guys, 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 just so we're all aware, it is a banger. It is a banger, but like, it's just kind of like a quick, like, instead of run, run, Rudolph, they're saying run, run, rocket. Like, it's, 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 so, it's no, it's super cute. I love it. And it's an awesome ride, regardless of what song you get. Like, it's still just a heck of a lot of fun. But for me, Epcot is always about world showcase. And this food festival is all the different countries having uh, kiosks set up that are representative of the holidays in their region, area, country, however you want to look at it. Um, and we ate at almost all of them. There were a couple that we skipped. Or Italy, we like didn't looking go at you. <laughs> Italy, China, we skipped. Um, we didn't do the ones inside the Odyssey or the donut box. Oh, but I want to. I do want to. The don donuts are good. Um, and also we had the added bonus of going with your sister. Yes. Um Gabby and I don't remember this festival at all. Uh, do, you, do you mean in general or like after we got back from it? No, like um, okay. in general because like <clears throat> I, I know we must have done this festival when we were younger because I remember the three. Because I remember the three topper, which is like an angel holding the world. And I remember like all the ornaments say like, hi, 
hello? Yeah, I'll say hello in their yeah. uh, respective language. Yeah, so it's, I remember that so vividly that I know I must have done it. And yet I cannot tell you a single thing about anything I've ever eaten at this festival or anything like that. Um, my family tries to stay away from Disney during the holidays. Uh, so it was always like a special treat if we ended up going in December at all. Um, at least in, uh, when we grew up, because when we were younger, that was like our main vacation spot was just going to Disney during Christmas and everything. But no, not so much because it's it well, crowded. It, it's kind of but it wasn't that bad when we were there. Um, I I remember feeling like oh this is okay for the holidays mm-hmm. because I think we've gone just on normal days that were a lot yeah, busier. Yeah, a lot busier. Yeah. Um, if you follow us over on Instagram, which you should be if you're listening to the show, uh, just parked and wrecked, um, you would have seen everything that we ate and drank throughout that. We're not going to go through that list now because it is quite extensive. It's too long. But was there something that you had that was your like, oh, yes, this? Or if not that, was there a kitchen that you think I... slayed? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting off. Um, I am very biased and I really like the venue that we had. Okay. Um, and that was at the new kitchen. Cause that one actually was brand new. Um, Noche Buena. Noche Buena Cucina. Um, yeah, we had the pernil. So this was a mojo pork with tostones and ketchup mayonnaise. Uh, and then we also had, oh, they have a cookie stroll too. So a lot of the kitchens have cookies and if you get the cookie, you get a stamp in your food passport, which then lets you get another cookie for free at the end. But guys, these cookies are massive. These are, you must share with at least two people. Yeah, we were splitting cookies. them between the three of us. And it was it was still enough cookie that I was able to like sample it and then be like, oh, I'll have some more. Um, and also not that crazy price. I think the most expensive one we had was like $5 maybe. No. Almost all of them were three dollars. Were they okay? Because I think one of them was a little bit more, but I knew they were mostly around like three. Yeah, and that's insane because these cookies were bigger than the size of my hand. They were Gideon sized cookies. They were good sized cookies. Um, no, the the pernil was awesome, and that was probably one of my favorite things that we had. Um, personally, for me, I really liked the Lahaim. Yeah. Kiosk, um, which was kind of near Morocco and France, is like mm-hmm. in between the two, um, because they had potato latkes, and I'm a sucker for potato pancakes just from my grandfather making them when I was little. They were really good. My sister and I liked them. They're so good. Um, and now I'm back on the menu again, and I'm like, oh, they also had pastrami and rye and like a smoked <laughs> salmon latke. It's like, I would go back just to visit <laughs> that that booth again because it's just it's so good um also another thing that i really like to my kind of runner up was the uh the canada booths it was like yukon ho well, the yukon kitchen yeah that was really um because they it was like a beef bourguignon with mashed potatoes that was fantastic i think what we had the most and but they also had the worst cookie which was oh yes <laughs> it was a snickerdoodle cookie with like crushed up snickers bars on top and then like chocolate like drizzled over it but it still just tasted like nothing. Yeah, save your, save your points. Um, what was your like runner-up? The one that was runner-up, because we had the most of it, was the shiwasu. Oh, Japan. Japan. Came in hot. My sister's oh, favorite drink was from Japan. Um, it was the Ichigo milk boba. Um, I had the Christmas punch, which tasted 
just like it would knock me in my ass. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, I had, and I had the strawberry lager from Bruja. Which was good. Yeah, actually, like, we did have a lot there because we had the sushi tree, which it's basically just sushi. Uh, so it was a sushi roll with crab meat, crab with a K, so you know it's fake, uh, and cream cheese topped with tempura, uh, salmon roe, and spicy mayo. It was fine. But was it was arranged, like, the rolls were all arranged in the shape of a Christmas tree, and then it was, like, drizzled with, like, the red spicy mayonnaise. So it's like, hey, we're, we're a part of this. But I think, <laughs> well, it's like, it's decent decent um it was decent that was sushi. good it was good sushi. I, I say it's probably on par with your local supermarket if they do sushi at their like seafood counter it was, it was like that it's not going to be like world class but it was good see i feel like my sister had it and she didn't mind it and my sister does not eat sushi so that was like my indication that she was like it was good I'm like, uh, we also had the mochi cake uh, so it was gooey rice cake made with rice flour and served with hojicha cream i don't know what that is, strawberry tangerine and sweet red beans um, nobody was really wowed by that. But now I'm looking at this, I'm like, why did we not get the uh, the, New the, the New Year New Year celebration soba? I think it's because we were kind of full at that point. Japan's almost halfway through yeah. the world, and we were we ate a lot. Uh, I I really enjoyed this festival, and if we had a chance to go back again before it ends December 30th, I would just to try some of those other booths that we mm-hmm. didn't get to. Yeah. And then get some of that stuff again. Like, it was good. Um, we didn't stop to watch it too, but they also have the Candlelight Processional, which is their uh, show that they do nightly, uh, where it's a celebrity narrator that's uh, telling the story of the birth of Christ. And they have like a live chorus there singing. I don't remember who was there the night we were doing it. Oh, was it was a Rita. Broadway. It was Rita. Rita. Broadway actress. Ah! I remember looking it up. Uh, I only I only watched it for like we only watched it for like five or ten minutes, and I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> so it was beautiful. Um, I I just I wish we had been there like the first couple nights of it because Simu Liu oh, from yeah. Shang Chi was there. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris usually comes down and is a narrator for a couple nights. I've been there other nights where it's been uh, Robbie Benson who voiced the Beast in Beauty and the Beast uh, has done it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a worthwhile show and again, I, I do enjoy shows. Like if we go to a, like a festival and they have a band performing, unless it's someone that I absolutely love, which I'm sad we missed Boys to Men this year. Um, hey, me too. I'm also sad I missed, uh, Sugar Ray cause they always come down and then Everclear was there this year too. And I wanted to see them it just didn't happen. But I'm very much like a, I'm walking around World Showcase. Oh, I'm going to stop and watch this for five minutes yeah. and then continue on with my eating. <laughs> uh, okay, so I do want to say like a special shout out to Animal Kingdom, which we haven't done. But if we ever did a park during December, it was Animal Kingdom. And they have their little puppets. Their nice oh, puppets. that's right. Yeah, they have the... The, when you say puppets too, for people that don't know, they're almost life-size animal puppets that are being puppeteered by maybe like two people. Like a, the polar bear is giant, and it's two people walking together in a costume. Like it is massive, and it they are the cutest thing to ever walk the earth. They are so cute. They, they are so cute. There's a little penguin. 
and little stilts, and she's going, Whoa, whoa, whoa. and I, I, I needed to imagine that sound, but as a puppet. <laughs> it is fantastic, and I, oh, I'm, I'm very bummed that we missed it this year because that's probably like my favorite. Yeah, but we could still probably try to get that. It could happen. I don't want to guarantee yeah. it, but it might happen. Um, but the big question now, and you kind of asked this when we were driving back yesterday, which park does Christmas the best? Because hmm. um, we did go to Islands. Which we did. We went to Studios. We went to Hollywood Studios. We went to Epcot. We went to Magic Kingdom. So pretty much the only park of Universal Disney that we can go to was Animal Kingdom. I think the core hands down goes to Universal Studios. Mm -hmm. I think every single part of that park ends up being decorated in some way that's unique to the land, which is not an easy feat, honestly, to make everything seem different from walking around. Like, I could tell you that Sue's Landing felt entirely different than um, Diagon Alley. And I was just like, no, these are two completely different things. Like, this doesn't belong in the same park, you know? Um, and I do get it that most of Disney's decor ends up being in the front of the parks kind of thing. Um, this was my first year ever doing a resort for Christmas. And I loved it. I thought it was super cute. I especially loved everyone kind of walking in behind us that were doing the exact same thing and then being like, <gasps> when they saw the tree, because the tree is insanely massive. Like, if you've ever walked into the Grand Floridian, their lobby is huge. Like, the ceiling is super duper. <laughs> and the tree fills all of that yes, space. Yes, it does. That, it's just, all that vertical space is now tree. And it's just that mind-blowing. Um, gingerbread tree? Amazing. For food? Disney. Disney yeah, it, does it better. It, it's hard to compete with the the holiday festival at Epcot because Epcot's great when it comes to festival foods. I do have to say, from when I moved down here to where they're at now, Universal has definitely stepped up their game, though. Right? Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I remember going to their Mardi Gras shortly after I moved down here and not being impressed by anything that I had. And now it's more like, okay, not just because we do this, but because... I like to think we're foodies. We like to try and sample oh, yeah, no, different we're, things. Oh, yeah, we're definitely foodies. Um, I want to try more stuff that they have at, like, their, like, uh, Halloween Horror Nights or Mardi Gras or anything else that they do because they've, they've circled the wagons on that. Like, it's, yeah. it's great. And I kind of disparage Disney because they don't have anything else in any of their parks. Like, I think yeah. a lot of their stuff is still overtaken by the 50th celebration mm. because we're coming up to the tail end of that and about to start the platinum anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. So I think we're going to see that kind of be the next big thing where it's going to be all 100th mm -hmm. themed foods and drinks. But it's going to be kind of like what we had where it's like, hey, here's a cookie with gold dust on it now and says 100. But that being said, some of the 50th food is really good. And I'm going to be sad when it goes away. Like what in particular? Um, well, the only thing that comes to mind right now is the Dole Whips. Because <laughs> both of those Dole Whips are technically for the 50th. Both of those Dole Whips are basically just the only things that they, and they, they are can do so, at I'm any sorry, point. I'm sorry, they're so good. I don't... <laughs> I didn't drink... I didn't drink, eat the Noculus um, 
octopus oh, the, technical. The, the blue octopus. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do that. So I, I'm golden. <laughs> the food was great. But yeah. So if you are coming down within the next couple of weeks, because we still do have a bunch of time until all of the stuff's over with, uh, hopefully we're able to direct you. And if you haven't come down for the holidays, maybe we're able to talk you into it. Because join us, join <laughs> us, join us. The, the I will say, if you go looking to have fun, you probably will still be able to find it. Um, but I. I recommend Universal. Really? Yeah. Then I have to recommend Disney. Mm. <laughs> like a contrarian. Look at you. <laughs> Let us know who you side with. Emails over at bagandboardcast at gmail.com or comment on any of our social media posts. Uh, if you are someone that's following us on all that, thank you so much for your interactions. Uh, I posted what, like a poll for what people want to see or I guess hear us talk about. <laughs> Uh, on this new episode, and the the overwhelming winner was the holidays. So, Kid Zone closing down will be next time. <laughs> but hey, uh, thank you. Join for us at the Ball Factory. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. It's called the Ball Factory. 